Welcome to the Aligned Leader Podcast, a personal growth podcast for driven women who want to level up their life and business. Tune in weekly to learn emotional management tools and mindset expanding tips. I'm your host, mindset and business coach, Michelle Costas. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I'm going to be talking about all the things. (laughs) I'm going to be taking a candid, deep dive into the emotional river that flows beneath our business and some common things that I've been talking about with clients recently that I know affect a lot of people. And I know that this is going to help. And so I just want to come on here candidly and, and share those things. So in your business, if you are finding that you are feeling like there's frustration or you're experiencing intense emotions, intense emotions that could be, you know, disappointment, frustration, rejection, sadness, guilt, shame, all of these things, it's super, super common for, and you know, I would say this is true across the board, that we come into business and you've heard it said that the psychology of the owner has direct impact of the success of the business. The success of the business is truly determined by the psychology of the owner. Okay, hear me out on that. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you arrive. That doesn't mean that you don't experience hard emotions. It doesn't mean that you don't do everything perfectly. It doesn't mean that you do everything perfectly. It means that your overall emotional home, which is the emotion that you find yourself having, which if you're not sure what that is, I'm going to walk you through that in a moment, but your emotional home is going to create a ripple effect within your team, within your family, within your business, within your relationships. It affects everything. So how do you find out what your emotional home is? What you do is you take out a piece of paper and you write out all of the emotions that you experienced in the last week and you write them all out and you may find that there are several. You may find that there are very few. The common answer that I find is people typically have about five emotions that they will find themselves in consistently. And so the top one that you see that comes up for you often, time and time again, that, my friend, is your emotional home. And I want you to know that that can be changed if you love, if you don't love that. If you do love it, yay, take some time to acknowledge yourself for that. Take some time to celebrate yourself for that because that is your growth, okay? And even on our best days, life is still 50-50. Even if you have all the tools and you're doing them all perfectly, you're still gonna experience challenges. You're still gonna experience disappointment. That's part of life. We would not be able to enjoy the sunshine if we didn't experience the rain. So when you look at your emotional home, and if you don't love what that top feeling is, if you don't love that, then I would get really curious 
about the patterns that you are currently having. And you can do this by journaling and doing self-coaching and journaling out and doing thought dumps of everything that you think on a daily basis or when you see that emotion, what that stemmed from. What circumstance did you have that you then had an opinion about and then that opinion created an emotional vibration in your body that lasted 90 seconds? Well, if that's your emotional home, that thought is very common in your mind or thoughts that are similar to it or thoughts that have the same feeling vibration attached to them. Okay, so then we get curious about those thoughts and you can self-coach them or you can work with a coach. And I do this all the time with my clients and it's so fun because what happens is we can change so quickly and something that will take 5, 10, 15, 20 years to up-level, something that will take 5, 10, 15, 20 years to change a pattern, we disrupt it, we change it, and then you choose something new. And it changes everything. And it doesn't have to feel heavy or painful or hard, but that awareness creates a lot of shift. You know, I was talking to one of my clients this week and I was talking about, you know, the stages of coaching. And really that first stage is awareness, right? Like we're getting curious, we're looking at, you know, the common thoughts, the common feelings. And then the next stage is where you're taking the tools that you've learned and, you know, the way that we create possibility, the way that we use um, tools to up-level our thoughts, all of those things. And then we now, that second stage of coaching is the testing time. This is where circumstances in, ha- in life happen and then my clients get to utilize the tools that they've learned to move through them quickly. And then the third stage is mastery and sharing. So this is where my clients start referring. They um, they start really feeling like they can see the patterns in other people that they once had within themselves. And so that is the fun place. They're all fun places. And the whole journey is so enlightening and empowering and creates such such a sense of confidence within my clients because they know, you know, when I'm not on the phone with them or they are, you know, going through a circumstance that's not on a day that they're going to have coaching, they know how to use the tools to change their thoughts and change their feelings and change their results. And it's a game changer. And it's so much fun. And so your emotional home, let's get back to talking about that. Your emotional home was created a long time ago. Okay. Your emotional home was created at some point, whether it was when you were a child, when you were an adolescent, whether you were a young adult, or whether it happened recently. Maybe it happened through trauma. Maybe it happened through positive um, up upbringing that where your parents were super positive and encouraging. Maybe it happened through you went through a divorce or a death, or maybe you grew your confidence through, you know, your career and you created a new emotional home by recreating your self-concept, just like we do in coaching. And whatever that is, positive, negative, whatever your emotional home is, 
it was created a long time ago. And what happens is we get into business, we we start our own business, we launch a business, we join a company, whatever that may be, we have some sort of new opportunity. And we come into that opportunity and we start building relationships with clients, we start building relationships with customers, team members, mentors, all of that dynamic. And what ends up happening is we start to take that emotional home and put it into action in our current circumstance. Now, in the beginning, we might have so much excitement and zeal that our emotional home might be different for a while. That's why you see people have a lot of success in the beginning of their business. They're super excited. Their belief in themselves is high. Their belief in the product is high. Their offer, their belief in their mentor, the company, all of it is high. And then they start to accumulate circumstances. And then they accumulate circumstances and they start to have thoughts about them. Well, guess what? That same emotional home was created by those same thoughts. So they now take the emotional home that they have had their whole life and they bring it right into their brand new circumstance. And this is the power of coaching because what we do is we go down underneath all the circumstances and we get to the root. So change can be permanent and results can be organic. And I love it. And I'm so passionate about it. And it's so much fun. And it feels, um, I mean, it's just so fulfilling for me. It's fulfilling for my clients just to really see the growth for them each and every single week, each and every single call. And I just, I love it. So can you tell I'm passionate about what I do? (laughs) I am passionate about what I do. So I always like to say this, and I said this years ago, you know, in my previous business, that people come into a business or start a business and they recreate their family dynamic. So maybe you had challenges with siblings, maybe you had challenges with your parents, or maybe you had a really positive relationship with your parents and really positive relationships uh, with your siblings and had a wonderful family dynamic. So then you're going to recreate that. And that's amazing. And then there may be some things that you recreate that maybe you would like to not. Maybe you would like to, you know, if I look at different patterns with women in business, like, are you the person who overhelps all the time? Like, you do everything for everyone. Then you have the people who are like, I feel like I have to do everything myself because I'm the one that can do it right or I've got to rely on myself. I've got to be independent. Then you have the ones that are, you know, afraid of rejection, are experiencing, you know, afraid to ask for their needs met. And there's all these different layers that we look at. And then ultimately what this does is it stops you from doing what you know you, quote, need to do, right? So if you have a dynamic where there was perfectionism within your family and you go out and you need to make booking attempts or you need to do sales appointments or make offers, any thought processes that you have about yourself are locked away in that little girl brain, positive or not, and she's going to give you some feedback. So if you ever had a time where there was an expectation for you to do things correctly and you make a mistake in this new business, you're going to hear past conversations and feel past feelings in your new circumstance. All right. So how do we change it? 
How do we stop recreating history? How do we stop duplicating it? I mean, this is really, this is why I do what I do. I found these tools. I had coaches and therapists and still have coaches and worked on myself and journaled and spent countless hours and countless dollars to grow my mind because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was sick and tired of knowing I was capable, but couldn't get myself to do what I knew I needed to do. And I would have stops and starts and I would create momentum and break records. And then I would give it all away, not on purpose, but unintentionally. And it was because it was motivated from a place of fear and lack. And my emotional home was scarcity. My emotional home was guilt. My emotional home was shame and feeling not enough. And I didn't realize that that was creating everything else in my life. So when I came to a place of gratitude, which is the great equalizer, if you're in a place right now and you feel like your emotional home isn't what you want it to be, You can self-coach, you can coach with me, you can write it all out and do all of those things. But if you want relief right in this moment, I want you to step into gratitude with me right now. Because if you can't get to joy and you can't get to peace and you can't get to passion or excitement, then let's just focus on gratitude because it's going to raise everything. It's going to make everything feel lighter and different. Okay? So... But if you want to stay there and you want to get to passion, you want to get to peace, that's when you know it's time to work with a coach. That's when you know it's time to book a free call with me. So your emotional home, recreating your family dynamic. We know all of these things, all right? We know that that is the case. And we know that when someone says no to our product or offer, they are saying no to our product or offer, not us. See, we have to compartmentalize. You are not your offer. You are not your business. You are not your bank account. You are not your body. You are so much more than that. Your value, your worth, you're priceless. Your business is completely separate from who you are as a person. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have influence. Your psychology is 100% responsible for how successful your business is or not. But that doesn't mean that the results of your business are a reflection of your value. Two very different things. You are in control of your business. You are in control of the influence that you have on it, how your business feels, the success of your business. But it doesn't mean anything about you. You see, when we release shame and we go in and we reframe any of the stories that we've had about ourselves for years and we reframe them and we elevate them and we think a new thought and we learn how to master our mindset, oh my goodness, it feels so much lighter. It feels so much easier and we don't have to live that story anymore. And then when we're making offers to our customers or our clients, We can come from a place that it has nothing to do with us. It is not a morality issue. It is simply, I have this amazing, priceless thing that I so believe in and I know the value and I know it'll help you and I would like to invite you to try it. I would like to invite you to take it as a gift. That is a completely different place to be in than 
I'm going to ask this customer for a sale because if I don't sell it, then it means I'm not good enough and I'm bad or I'm wrong. Two very different feelings. I can even feel it within my body when I say that, the, the, the almost nausea that I experience with that versus I have a gift to give. I have value to give. And it is not just my value as a person, but my product or my offer or my service, this is the value of that. And I'm going to invite people to that. You're inviting people to your product, service, or offer. You're not inviting them to tell you if you're worthy or not. Two very different feelings. All right. And there's so much that I teach within my one-on-one clients. I teach all about, you know, how to know what your worth is, how to communicate uh, your offer, your value of your offer, how to grow your belief in your offer, how to grow belief in yourself, how to be more confident, how to communicate with people in a way that doesn't feel salesy and is truly focused on serving and to sell in a very clean way. And it all comes from our mindset and the psychology. And that's what I teach with my one-on-one clients. So again, if you want to know what your emotional home is, look back at the last week. Write it out. Write out the top emotions that you feel and circle the number one that you noticed the most. Then you have a choice. You can either write it out, get clear on whatever thoughts are creating it, and then work on those thoughts on your own, or you can speed up the process and book a free call with me. On the call, we'll talk about where you are, where you're going, and the simple steps to get there. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.